often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 572. I am your host, Josh Albrecht, recording once again inside the Slapbox penthouse. My trusty sidekick, Agent Fox Mulder, is in the other room, I think, looking out the window. So, uh, what he's doing. Hopefully, it's keeping him distracted somewhat for the moment because I'm like a. It's. I'm recording this about a half an hour before his feeding time. So, he may flip out soon. Which I'm surprised he's not yet. Because generally an hour before it's time to eat. He's losing his shit. He's attacking me. But uh, right now he's not. He's not. Because I think I think he's slightly distracted. But we could get some... Hopefully we get a little bit of audio of the automatic feeder going off. And you hear the slot machine uh, <laughs> type sound of the uh, food hitting the metal uh, bowl. You hear a little ding, and then it, it just starts. It's like he won. He wins three times a day. I figure that's a pretty good payout for a you know a slot machine. <laughs> You're winning three times a day. Most slot machines aren't doing that. Oh, I haven't played slot machines in, in a very long time. Very long time. Um though uh you know I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind going back to the casinos. I was never real big on the casinos. Wouldn't be wouldn't be bad to go back and you know, spend about forty dollars and then walk away uh losing only that, because it was just like a night out. Just any other night out. Except for uh my gift in return is to uh, just hear some machines go off. Because I would just play the slot machines. I'm not going to. I wouldn't hit blackjack or craps or any of that stuff. You lose money way too fast. I'm not bringing hundreds of dollars to lose. And I've just seen it too, too hap- it happen too quickly with, you know, like $100, $200 in like blackjack. And it's just fucking gone. I don't want that. I don't want that. It's weird too, like with uh, poker. I used to watch a lot of the uh, celebrity poker back in the day. There was, uh, I don't remember, was that E? I don't remember what network. It was back in the day when I used to have cable, which has been well over a decade. As, uh, yeah, it was like Kevin Kevin Pollock, I believe, used to host celebrity poker. There was like Texas Hold'em. Like when, I mean, there was, Texas Hold'em was huge there for a while. And uh, I remember uh, watching that a lot. I I usually just watch the celebrity stuff. I occasionally watch uh, Texas Hold'em, but that wasn't celebrity. But, you know, I found the celebrities to be entertaining, especially when Kevin Pollack, you know. He was uh, very entertaining. And uh, But, yeah, no, I never... uh, I've played Texas Hold'em, but I've never played for, like, real money. I haven't gone to the casino and done it. (laughs) Again, that's like... (laughs) too much of a <laughs> financial uh, burden? I don't <laughs> I think you need too much to play. I don't know how much the 
if you go to the casino, how much you got to put down to play to get in on a game of Texas Hold'em. But I don't know. It might be kind of cool to get into that for a little bit. Like you know, do just do like a a night of it if I had a couple hundred bucks or something. But uh, I was never that good at it. <laughs> There's that. I don't think I. I don't think I'm gonna be winning a, a lot of pots in Texas Hold'em. Although I, I mean, I did uh, enjoy it. Uh, that would be the only thing I could I could see myself really getting into at a casino is doing like uh, poker. Uh, minus that, uh, you know, I've played craps, but not for real money. Um, and uh, it's kind of fun, but uh, it's another one too. Like I just like to you lose money so fast. And uh, my buddy Todd, uh, he uh, he was when we used to, like uh, we were in our uh, mid twenties, I guess we used to early mid twenties. We had a few times where we went to the casinos, and he liked playing craps, and he would stay in it for a while. I mean, he wasn't spending an absorbent amount of money doing it, but uh, he really enjoyed it. <clears throat> but uh, I was like, you know what? Let's let's just go hit the penny and nickel slots, <laughs> so we can play all night <laughs> uh, on like twenty to forty dollars. But uh but yeah, yeah, if I I mean if I did anything else other than slots, like the cheap slots, I want the cheapest slots around, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like the Beavis and Butthead movie. They got the loosest slots. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I nearly got the loose slots. <laughs> uh there was something like that in the uh, Beavis and Butthead uh Do a Do America. That one. Uh in in that uh OG movie. There was the uh, loosest. <laughs> there was the old lady on the bus talking about loose slots. <laughs> Anywho, uh, so yeah, uh, I uh, I guess you know last night. I mean, I uh, well, they're here in Washington, Washington, Missouri, Washmo. There is, uh, of course, it's still going on today. There is the Wash, Washington Town and Country Fair going on. It happens every year. And, uh, man, I'll tell you what, it really sucks. Well, I guess I can get back to last week, too. Like, this is, now that I live close to the downtown area, I'm pretty much in the downtown area. Um, <laughs> I live really close to the fairgrounds. And this, you know, the week of the fair, it it does kind of suck to live close to the fairgrounds. It really does suck. And uh, (laughs) I made the mistake actually last Sunday is they do the fair parade the Sunday before the fair. They have the fair parade. I wish they would do that fucker in the morning. So I wouldn't (sighs) uh, make it difficult for me to do anything in the uh, midday to, you know, a little afternoon to uh, night because like it, it starts at like 4 p.m. and then goes on to like 5 30 and uh <clears throat> but they shut the road down like an hour before so like three so <laughs> so you're talking about you know a couple hours there where uh the roads are shut down along the the route and uh or route <laughs> rather um and uh, I live right along the route <laughs> of the parade, which sucks. And uh, last year, I think I made the uh, the intelligent decision to go shopping for groceries, which I normally do on Sunday. I pr- 
pretty sure I went ahead and did it the day before. <laughs> and then I did it on a Saturday to avoid such matters. And the year before, like, uh, I just went early. But now I, uh, since my mother doesn't drive, I have to take her shopping. And uh, <clears throat> it takes a lot longer with her. She also wants to go multiple places. Whereas I, when I go shopping, I just go one place, get in, get out. It's like a special ops. Like, we're going. Uh, it's like SEAL Team 6 dropping in Pakistan to uh, take out Bin Laden. That's that's me going grocery stop- shopping. It is like fucking get in, do the mission, get the fuck out. <laughs> And you know, you know, my mother's getting old, and uh, she's she's slow, uh, as with age, and uh, also she enjoys shopping, whereas I, you know, it's, it's not my not my bag, <laughs> not my bag. Although it's shopping for what uh, groceries, you know, uh, I just want to get it done. I just want to get it done. It's it's a chore. It's not <laughs> fun time. Whereas you know, my mother, she she likes to see the th- ooh, look at this, ooh, look at that. Like you know, children at a candy store—that kind of that kind of thing going on. Anyway, my point is, I neglected to think about the fact that uh, it was the fair parade that day, <laughs> and we left at our normal time at like two. I left my house at two p.m. That I do every week, and uh, had it just been me, I mean, I would have been back in plenty of time to get back to my house. As it were, though, we had I took my mom and we had to go to Aldi's first, then Schnucks, which Schnucks is where I always go to uh, grocery shop. And uh, I'm a rewards member. <laughs> and yeah, I didn't get back uh, to Fifth Street, which is along the route of the parade, till a little after a little after three thirty. It was like just a couple minutes after three thirty. It's like 334 or 335, something like that. And fire trucks were already blocking the road. <laughs> and I had a f- car full of groceries. Um, some was frozen food. Um, now, I could have just turned around and gone back to my mother's uh, apartment and then uh, brought all... I had a lot of food, too, I should point out. And she lives on the third floor. So I didn't want to go back there and then bring all of my shit into her apartment, take it all upstairs, put it in her fridge and everything for a couple of hours, and then bring it all back down and put it back in my car and then drive back home. Didn't want to do that. <laughs> so I was like, fuck, because I was so pissed. I was so pissed that I, I made it back and they had already shut down the fucking road. And so I, I was like, I guess I'm going to crank the AC in my car because it was warm. I cranked the AC to try to keep the, uh, especially the frozen food. Like, I didn't want that shit thawing out. Well, mainly, uh, the frozen food uh, was pro- not really the main concern. My main concern was the uh, the fruit that I had, the bananas and apples. I didn't want that shit um, <clears throat> going bad. Because that seemed like that stuff in the heat probably wouldn't hold up. Like, the pizza rolls, I figured, you know, even if they thawed out a little bit, I'd probably be all right. <laughs> but uh, I didn't want my uh, my fruit going bad. And uh, also I had, like, hot wings in the car that were still hot from the uh, 
hot wing bar at uh, Schnooks there. And then, uh, so, <laughs> uh, the AC wasn't helping that out. So I went to a park. I went back to actually, I drove around for a while. I drove to Schnooks parking lot, sat there, and I was like, I'm going to eat these fucking hot wings at least. And then I was like, uh, knowing that the fair parade wouldn't end till 530, I was like, fuck, man. I, I should, uh, I didn't want to spend the money on, uh, going to a fast food place or whatever, but I'm like, well, this will save me a little bit of time because I had to do uh, grocery shopping and all that. Or not grocery shopping, uh, sorry, uh, vacuuming and cleaning and all that stuff because that's also what I'd normally do on Sundays. <laughs> and uh, I figured I'd save myself a little bit of time by uh, at least getting food and I wouldn't have to cook when I got home and then clean clean up after that. But, I, you know, I just fucking put shit in the microwave. <laughs> most days that's what I would have done it wouldn't have been much cleaning or anything like that but it would have taken a little bit more time to to eat and everything had I waited till I got home so I went and got some uh, uh, Panda Express and uh, yeah I just drove around for a while and uh, <laughs> man it, there, the traffic was so bad when I drove back home because I drove back it wasn't quite 530 and I was just driving in circles, basically waiting for him to finally open up the fucking road. It was just like a sea of people <laughs> blocking me from getting to my uh, to my house. And man, that was when I first drove over there too. It was so so discouraging. There's only one one entrance and exit to uh, my street. It's at the very top, right at Fifth Street. There's no back w- entrance. I wish there was. This wouldn't have been an issue. If there was a route to, like, say, Front Street, and I could have jumped on there or something. But uh, the street ends in a cul-de-sac, so there's no... You have to get to it via Fifth Street, which totally screwed me in the fair parade situation. <laughs> there was no way for me to get home. But when I was uh, where the uh, fire engines were blocking the road, I was like, man, come on. I am like blocks away from my house, fuckers. <laughs> blocks away. It was a real pisser. Uh, but you know how they do it in the morning? Eh, big deal. I think they should do it just do it in the morning because it's fucking colder. I realize it's Sunday. They probably don't want to do that since I mean, church and everything in the morning. But come on, come on, motherfuckers. I don't like this uh, 4 p.m. stuff. It's it's hot as hell for all the people like involved in it. Anyway, <laughs> and uh, so the uh, last night was a Friday night, of course, and uh, the St. Louis legend that is Nelly was there performing, and he actually did perform for what I've heard. He uh, cancels a lot of performances, and it was, uh, we had the potential of of rain and then it might get rained out and he's uh probably would have canceled but he he showed up and he performed although it and uh from what i understand wasn't that great i I mean i i was able to hear it because i uh i walked to uh my friends uh megan and john's house john was uh out doing a triathlon but uh megan and uh my friend uh mackenzie we're over there and uh from the from the run group and uh we were uh <laughs> uh Megan's daughter was selling uh water 
to the uh, fair attendees because uh, you can bring in like one bottle of water to the fair, and it's like three dollars for a bottle in the inside where uh, they were selling it for a dollar out there. And it was really good at the end of the night, like uh, when all the drunks came out, because there's parking lots around John and Megan's house for the fair. And uh, like uh, Nate was uh, able to make some some good cash off that. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, the walk there was pretty insane. Like um, the, this is the most people I've seen at a fair in uh, quite a few years. <laughs> Like, uh, Nelly really brought in the crowd, I think. Although there was the issue with the the rain was pretty bad the days uh, leading up to the fair. And so the areas, the fields that they usually use for parking lots were uh, <coughs> just slush, basically. And uh, they, weren't, they didn't use all the uh, parking lots. So I don't know if there was... I'm pretty sure there was a... A lot of people. The, the from what I understand, the ticket sales were a lot more than in the uh, recent years. Um, however, uh, man, the the parking situation, like, cause uh, I realized real quickly, I I planned to go over there, and uh, to uh, Megan and John's there, and uh, they live like right next to the fairgrounds, and. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to drive over there, but I knew from uh, going to work, I go, my work is back in the industrial park, which is right back behind the fairgrounds as well. I had already known that they were shutting it down at least one of uh, the big roads around there to one lane of traffic in only one direction. <laughs> and uh, it was a bitch just getting home from work <laughs> because of that. And uh, I knew that uh, this could be, a real problem for me driving over to uh, their house. And so uh, I was already like, well, maybe I should walk over there. And then uh, what sold me on the walking part was walking outside and realizing uh, 5th Street, which, again, is the only way for me to really get off my street is to go on uh, 5th Street. There's no back back route. There's no secondary exit <laughs> off the street. And... Uh, I got to, I looked at, uh, fifth street and it was, it was just a parking lot. It was bumper to buffer bumper traffic as, uh, people were really excited to see some Nelly get some country grammar. And, uh, they, uh, I mean, shit, I, I figured it was going to be a bitch just to get onto fifth street. And, uh, again, I had, you know, it's, I live about a mile and a half ish to the fairgrounds from the fairgrounds. <laughs> I know to, uh, Megan's house there, it is a mile and a half from my house. Cause I used to run to their house and back and do it to get like three miles in. And, uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was like, uh, well, fuck, I, I'm walking cause this seems like the easiest option. <laughs> and, uh, even though I figured walking back would be kind of suck cause, a lot of drunks and stuff, and there's just going to be such an insane amount of traffic uh, as people are leaving. And uh, I didn't really look to see that the weather that was going to be storming uh, as I was walking back, but uh, <laughs> I didn't catch that part. <laughs> um, 
but uh i yeah the walk there man i I, when i was walking there was just and i i brought a backpack with me too because i had some angry orchard left over from last weekend and i was like you know what i'm gonna bring this angry orchard over there so i strapped on a backpack and filled it with a four bottles of angry orchard (laughs) and walked over there so uh I, uh, it, it took me about it 20 something minutes to walk over there. And, uh, I mean, that's not bad. That's not terrible for like a mile and a half. And, uh, driving over there, I feel like would have taken even longer. Like the traffic was just so bad. Actually, uh, Mac, uh, was her, uh, her and her mother, uh, Cheryl, uh, went over there and they drove. Of course they live a bit further away than I do, but not like terribly further. <laughs> It's not a whole, like I, I beat them (laughs) by quite a bit. It took them quite a while to get over there. The traffic was just so insane. They had pictures of just lines of people walking to the fair that were just insanely massive. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, there was on high street, as far as I could see, I wasn't, didn't see all up and down high street, but the swath of high street that I saw. There was cars parked all along High Street <laughs> that were uh, going to the fair. And all the side streets that I saw when I was walking down there were all cars lined up all along. And I, <laughs> as I was walking down High Street, I heard somebody say, where the fuck do we park? <laughs> like, oh, man. If if you're uh, looking for parking on High Street that far away, generally the fair, I mean, there's plenty of parking around the fair. Again, like the storms uh, apparently... They didn't open up all the parking lots because of that. But still, you know that uh, <laughs> it's bad if if you can't <laughs> park out as far as, like, High Street is. I mean, that is that is madness. And, uh, yeah, so the, the, the walk there, and I could see, like, they had all these semis parked along the back ro- uh, road getting up. Uh, to Megan's uh, there, uh, they left off a uh, Bernard, and uh, <clears throat> like the back roads back there. I mean, the, all the semis were parked there, and that was a big thing that was really fucking with traffic because uh, all the uh, motorsports stuff they had they had parked their shit back there, and that <sighs> made it to where all that stuff was like one lane of traffic, <laughs> and then uh, I mean it was just just chaos, just chaos, and. Uh, the the most eventful part of the walking though was the the walk back, <laughs> as uh, when we were when I was over there and we were listening to Nelly like it didn't sound that great but I heard people we had people from uh, walking back actually from uh, the uh, fairgrounds the drunk people <laughs> coming back were like oh that was shit that was terrible. <laughs> They were filling us in, and I think we had uh, people on the inside like messaging us about how uh, it was not a great show. It was a real shit show, and uh, actually, funny, uh, fun stuff. There was a there's the local bar up on Fifth Street called the Sandbar, that is apparently like the only bar in town here that sells uh, Nelly's alcohol, and uh, there was a rumor going around that he was stopping there after after the. Uh, parade or parade the uh, sorry the fair um 
And uh, but then the, like apparently the local police department put out a thing saying like Nelly is not going to the sandbar. We clarified it with his security. He is not going to the sandbar. <laughs> so I'm thinking that the sandbar is a very small bar. It's possibly the smallest bar in town. <laughs> and uh, I'm thinking they didn't want an insane of people, you know, blocking up, you know, just the blocking up traffic right there on fifth street as already traffic was a huge problem and uh they didn't want all these drunk motherfuckers over at the sandbar more than there already is <laughs> and so uh i'm sure that's probably why they put out that memo um but uh <laughs> we were like well maybe he really is going to the <laughs> sandbar he's like i almost feel like this is just you know them, uh, but because there was a lot of people on, on Facebook that were convinced that he was going to the sandbar. I'm thinking he probably didn't, but I never got a word on whether or not he, uh, he did go to the sandbar. Um, <clears throat> I would imagine there was probably a lot of people at the sandbar like waiting for him, like, Where's Nelly? Where's Nelly? <laughs> it's getting hot, her. <laughs> uh, the uh the again though like the we uh, from their house I mean we can hear the the uh, music that's going on really well I mean the, uh but it, man a lot of it just seemed like very short uh, snippets of songs and I f- I feel like just an outdoor venue is just not good for like a rap act like uh, last year was uh, Flowrider then of course this year was Nelly um. I feel like if you're going to see a rap act, which I saw Snoop Dogg in uh, Lollapalooza 97, uh, at the time was Riverport uh, Amphitheater. Uh, now it's, I don't know what the fuck it is now. It's been like, I don't know, 20 different names since then. <laughs> I forgot what it currently is. It'll always be Riverport to me, though, damn it. <laughs> and uh, I don't, it was like UMB Bank and Pavilion, but I don't know. It's been, again, yeah. So, uh, I was there in, in 97 and saw Snoop Dogg, uh, and really the crowd wasn't there. Most of the crowd wasn't there to see Snoop Dogg. I mean, uh, closing out the show was Prodigy, Tool was right before him, so there was a lot of Tool fans. A lot of, I think there was more people there to see Tool than Prodigy. But, uh, Korn was also supposed to be there, and there was a lot of people there that wanted to see Korn, but they, uh, canceled because the drummer hurt his fucking, uh, wrists. Anywho, um, seeing Snoop Dogg, I mean, it was all right. I would say, at least from what I saw, of, from what I remember of Snoop Dogg, again, this is 1997. It's been a couple of decades. <laughs> of what I recall, he put on a decent show, but I feel like with a rap act, I mean, it's not like most rap acts aren't going out there with like a full live band or anything like that. It's just fucking like a DJ, <laughs> a lot of recorded shit. And then just somebody doing vocals. It's almost like almost doing karaoke. But I feel like for that kind of an act, it's, if you're going to see it live, it's best like in a club. And you get the, the big sound system and you just feel that bass everywhere. Where like an outdoor venue just doesn't seem like the best for a, a live live show like that. And uh, so already that, you know, uh, it feels like it's going against like somebody like Nelly or whatever. But listen to the, the audio from what we could hear. Uh, they kept uh, doing the stuff, which, you know, this is typical of 
most live concerts, but, uh, you know, get into a song and then do like a, do like a verse and then give it to the uh, audience <laughs> to uh, sing the rest of it or rap the rest of it, whatever you want to say. And it was like nonstop with that. Just like, Oh, have the audience do the whole fucking show. <laughs> and like, they would just, inst- again, it's not a live band. It's just like uh recorded audio that they're playing back while, you know, up there like uh, uh, with doing vocals live. And uh, they would just cut out the audio <laughs> and have the uh, audience like sing along to it. And it's just having that cut just doesn't sound great. And uh, I, you know, I wasn't firsthand there. Maybe, uh, you know, it was better in person. But, I mean, the the people leaving, leaving the fair that night said it was shit. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, um. Yeah, when uh, that all wrapped up, and finally, eventually, it was uh, I knew at this point that a storm was rolling in. Um, by the time Nelly was off, he stopped at like ten, and uh, but I didn't leave there <laughs> till closer to eleven. Um, uh, Megan had seen on her phone that uh, there was quite the storm brewing, and that would be uh rolling through by like uh it's like 11:15 or so and uh but I knew it would take me about 20 minutes <laughs> um to get home and I I was kind of waiting for like there because by 11 uh or close to it like pe- there was a lot of people leaving the fair and I was like kind of waiting is again there was there, they had started to open up the parking lots uh, near Megan's house, and uh, there was a lot of people streaming out of the fair into those parking lots, and they were real fucking drunk. <laughs> and uh, I didn't really want to be around a sea of drunk people as uh, they're trying to leave the fair, drive out of there. And uh, <laughs> I didn't want them bugging me too much. Anyway, so... Uh, eventually it was like there, I was waiting for like a gap of people <laughs> and it never came. It was just kept continuing to be a sea of people. And I knew the storm was coming. I would have stayed there longer if there wasn't a storm coming and just waited a bit to go home. <laughs> and then, uh, Mackenzie did offer to, uh, give me a, a ride back. But knowing that how fucked up it was with the traffic, they were routing traffic in weird directions. You could only go one way. I figured it might be more of a pain in the ass for her to drive me home than it would be. Like, I figured I could walk there faster than her driving me home. It really felt like, you know, it was going out of her way. I was like, that just seemed unnecessary. (laughs) So, so yeah, I walked back and, Man, going up to the uh, parking lot <laughs> uh, next to uh, Megan's house there and where they were exiting, there was somebody trying to enter the parking lot as everyone else was exiting, and it had stopped the whole thing. People were screaming at each other, and I was like, man, and I was thinking as I was walking, trying to walk past there, I had to kind of get in between some cars. I was like, man, I hope nobody's got a gun. <laughs> There's a good chance somebody does. If somebody's got a gun, somebody's getting fucking shot. <laughs> like, 
They're like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> you can't fucking end. Everybody's leaving. You need to fucking. It's like, I need to get in. <laughs> I'm guessing they must have been picking somebody up or something. But I mean, it was just, there was, I really thought somebody was going to get out of the vehicle and there was some shit was going to, it might've happened. I mean, I got the fuck out of there. I'm like, I don't, I don't need to be anywhere near this. And then, uh, I'm messaging Megan about it <laughs> and everything as uh, seeing this just chaos. And, oh, I kind of heard the food bowl go off, but uh, I don't know if you really could have heard that on the mic as uh, Agent Fox Mulder just got some food. <laughs> and uh, I got the alert on my phone. Anyway. um, <clears throat> So, yeah, I managed to get past there. And then... uh. I mean, it's just like a sea of people. And I, of course, I brought my backpack with me. I still had an angry orchard in there. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I looked a bit odd walking with a backpack (laughs) out of place. Walking all the way back to my house. Again, mile and a half I had to walk. And, uh. As uh, once I got on like High Street, that's when like like a much bigger sea of people walking uh was like when I was walking along the other streets, it wasn't quite as many people. I mean, there was people back there, but I was walking along the streets where all the people from the motorsports, uh, like truck poles and all that, had all their shit parked, and it was mainly people dealing with that that were back there, and so it wasn't like a, a massive sea of people back there. Once I got on High Street, that's when. There was a, a fuck ton of foot traffic as there was, of course, a lot of people parked on High Street and uh, we're just trying to get the fuck out of Dodge. And all these people from out of town didn't know fucking where they were. <laughs> a lot of drunk people walking and, you know, I thought about being polite when uh, they were trying, you know, I could hear them on the, talking to the phones on with friends and trying to explain, I don't know where the fuck I'm at <laughs> and everything. <laughs> I mean, had they asked me, I would have definitely just told them <laughs> where they were, you know, I've lived here pretty much all my life with the exception of a couple of years like four years <laughs> and uh but uh yeah they weren't asking me so I'm like I don't really want to it had they not been like drunk I probably would have been much more kind about it and like said said something but like I didn't uh I had like three angry orchards but it was over the course of several hours so I wasn't drunk it was it was very slow intake, and one of the angry orchards actually spilled quite a bit because the uh, the chair I was in, I didn't realize there was a hole in the drink holder, and it fell on the ground. <laughs> but uh, so I was I was pretty I was sober. There was no I I didn't really have much of a buzz either. It was just me walking, and I was just sweating it out. It was fucking hot last night, so I was sweating a lot. So a lot of it was just coming out right out, and. Uh, <clears throat> I ran into, I mean, there was so many people that were walking and like on the phones and like, oh, trying to get my Uber, my Uber's over here, but uh, we're trying to meet up with our friends. I don't know the fuck we're at (laughs) and all this stuff. And uh, as I was walking along High Street, uh, there was a moment where I was over by the Washington pool and uh, there was traffic coming out of there trying to get onto High Street and... I wa- I ran in between two cars as they were right at a stop sign anyway, and this this young girl yells, "You're gonna get hit by a car!" I'm like, I almost like shut the fuck up, bitch. 
I wasn't even close to getting hit by a car. Like, not even fucking close. And I fucking ran through there, like, super fast. Like, holy shit, me running is going to make it <laughs> easier for me to get hit. Like, this is, like, fucking... I just shot her a dirty look. That's all I did. <laughs> and, uh... Anyway. Um... <laughs> uh, that was... That was the only thing that anybody yelled kind of ignorant at me. Like it was, uh, which I was surprised because there was a lot of drunk people. There was, there were people, you know, walking in front of cars while like on high street that were going much faster. Like the car that I ran in front of was going like two miles an hour. And again, they had a stop sign there. They had to stop (laughs) or at least they, they're supposed to. So I feel like, you know, I wasn't in much danger <laughs> as I was running faster than the car was going. <laughs> and, uh, they, yeah, but, uh, there was people constantly wa- running, not even running. They were walking in front of cars as they were zooming by, uh, on high street. And it was like bumper to bumper. I mean, it was, I mean, there was, it wasn't quite bumper. It wasn't, it wasn't. I mean, there was, uh, you know, at times the cars were going fairly quick. I mean, they weren't able to go like 30 miles an hour because of how much traffic there was, but, um, fast enough, they would have really hurt somebody had to hit them. And, uh, there was of course, like other drunks by me and I could hear them like, like, I don't know where the fuck we're at, (laughs) which I could have told them easily again, but like, I didn't want to, I don't want to talk to a bunch of drunk people. And try to explain to them, like, wh- where they're at and all that stuff. And I'm like, man, I'm going to be here all fucking night if I uh, <laughs> try to help these people out. And uh, drunk people can be ignorant. You don't know what's going to happen. So I, I tried to avoid it, as much conversation as possible. But as I was, again, getting closer to home, I was within a few blocks of Fifth Street at this point. And I live, you know, right off of Fifth Street. We're pretty much where Fifth and High meet up. And uh, ooh, Agent Mulder's back. He's licking his lips after after he's done eating. And uh, so, anywho, um, uh, a car like a a van full of people, or it's an SUV. I don't remember what exactly it was. Um, but they uh, they had they had gone to Nelly, and it seemed like everyone in the vehicle. There was quite. A, there was like I don't know four or five people in this. Probably like five people in this vehicle and uh they're trying to converse with me they're clearly drunk (laughs) and asking me if i had uh, seen nelly and everything and i was like well i mean i heard him i was over my friend's house i didn't actually go to the fair (laughs) they're like they were asking me if i was selling drugs because i had a backpack uh i had to form sadly well they were asking me for water and i i didn't have water i'm like well i got an angry orchard (laughs) Uh, I should have brought a couple of bottles of water with me. I could have hooked them up. Uh, uh-oh. Agent Mulder's like, oh, oh, I've got my food in me. Now I'm going to come bug-, bug you. I was hoping he would just go back in the other room where the window was open <laughs> and just check that out. Um, <clears throat> but uh, he's he's uh, just checking it out, seeing what I'm doing, putting, uh, putting the feelers out, and uh, <laughs> don't please don't attack the power cord. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I had to sadly inform that I wasn't selling drugs and I didn't have water. 
I think they asked me at one point as I was going, oh, hey, you need a ride? <laughs> like, I literally was in blocks away from my house. As a, I, I, The hardest part for me was like once I got to Fifth Street, I was on High Street, I, I realized uh, at not too long after I, I made it up, because I started basically where almost where uh, Front and High Street meet up, which is at the very end of High Street. I should have just crossed the street there. There was a lot less traffic. <laughs> Would have been easier. Fifth, fifth and high, it was a sea of traffic. That was like probably the most dangerous part for me is to run across there. But I, you know, I did it at the stop sign and waited for. I thought the most opportune, uh, the the best possible moment, <laughs> and I ran across that fucker. Um, but yeah, I I managed to avoid most of the the drunks. Oh, also, while that uh, car of people was uh, conversing with me, there was this woman, that uh, young girl. She was probably like early 20s. I could hear her. She was, uh, I think, from St. Louis, from what I gather hearing her conversation. And she was another person that didn't really know where the fuck she was. She was just getting irate. And uh, <laughs> I th- guess she, as a... I was talking to this car of people. She considered like asking me or talking to me and stuff. And I guess when I mentioned the fact that I was like, uh, had some angry orchard, (laughs) she thought I was drunk. I was not drunk though. Um, but, uh, she's like something. She called me a teacher. She's like, she thought or she thought I was a teacher. And then she was going to like, I guess I, she was talking so insanely loud. I mean, there was no way I wasn't going to hear her fucking conversation. <laughs> She's talking about me. Like, I thought he was a teacher. He's, you know, he's just another drunk. <laughs> uh, was like, was like teacher. We're like, sure. I'm like the right age to like be a teacher. You know, I'm in my forties. You know, I don't know that I necessarily look like a teacher. Uh, but, uh, I guess maybe the backpack, you know, I could, that seems a little odd that a teacher would be going to the fair with a fucking backpack. I don't know. Maybe that's a thing now, (laughs) but, uh, um, the funny part like about that is like, what? I thought the drug dealer seemed more (laughs) appropriate thing to, to, to think about because I'm walking around with a backpack that uh, that you know presumably I was at the fair but the fun, you know fun part was I wasn't at the fair I was you know hanging out with some friends at their house it just seemed like an easier thing to do for me to, to pack up my backpack and walk over there <laughs> than to drive my fucking car and uh but yeah this woman thought I was briefly thought I was a uh, a teacher and I was like man that was another moment of like you know I could help you out but obviously you think I'm a drunk and uh <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't think when I was talking like I didn't sound like a drunk and I was laughing at the people in the car maybe that's what made me sound kind of drunk because I could tell they're real fucking drunk and I'm just thinking like also when I I think they were the one I heard somebody ask if I need a ride but I don't know if they were saying do I need a ride or someone else near me because there was again other people walking Um, but uh, I <laughs> Uh, as uh, yeah, that that one was very uppity. I guess is how I describe that. 
and just seemed like a real bitch. It was just, it was funny to me that it was just like, I thought he was, because I guess she told her friends, oh, it was his teacher, maybe, because I, maybe I didn't catch that part as I was talking to the other people. <laughs> as, uh, they seem really friendly though, the drunk people that were in the vehicle, as, uh, I hope they made it home safe. Just saying. They seem like, uh, although they did not enjoy the show of Nelly, that they, regardless, had a good time at the fair. <laughs> As man, you know, I'm sure that uh, there was there was probably a few accidents last night. As there was just an insane amount of drunk people leaving the fair. I mean, there always is, but I mean, there was a, a lot of fucking people at the fair last night, and there was a lot of drunks. As actually, when I was still at Megan's, there was uh, one kid. I mean, he. he I don't even know if he was old enough to drink, but he had two friends that were trying to carry him basically as uh, he could not walk. And then it was like, he seemed like he was trying to push him away. Like I can walk myself. I kept walking back into the middle of the street was where there was traffic continuously to come. And I thought we all thought for sure, like this kid's going to end up getting hit by a car. Uh, We didn't see him get hit by a car though. Which was which was good. That wouldn't have been good. Um, <laughs> well, you know, hopefully he didn't. He was a young he was a young guy. <laughs> As uh, but I mean, he was so fucking trashed. I mean, he could not walk. And uh, even when his friends like were carrying him, like he kept fucking stumbling back into the to the road. As I don't think they were able to like <laughs> hold his weight very well. Um, and uh. Yeah, that was that was unpleasant. Uh but with the storm situation, man, I I uh I timed that out just right. I mean, <laughs> minutes after I got in, the tornado sirens started going off and like the rain was just just pouring down and just uh I mean, you could hear the wind and shit. I mean, it was maybe at the most 10 minutes after I got in the house that the tornado siren started going off. It was, it was pretty awesome. I was like, holy shit. I timed that out. Fucking perfect. I didn't get rained on at all. <laughs> I was just thinking about all those, all those poor drunk bastards out there stuck in the rain and the possible tornado that went through. I was like, Ooh, that sucks for you. That sucks for you. Um, too bad you don't live around here. <laughs> uh, and uh, there was there was several moments though where I was like thought about maybe helping these drunk people, but again, like oh, I don't want to. Drunk people are unpredictable, and uh, you know they can get irate towards you. It's uh, <clears throat> it's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. I mean, had they asked for help, that would have been a different situation, but. Uh, yeah, I don't like being drunk uh, around drunk people. I don't even like being around drunk people when I'm drunk so much. Although it's a lot cooler <laughs> when I'm drunk. But in general, especially now that I'm 40, 42, and around drunk people, it's just not great. It's not great. and uh, <clears throat> But I, I survived it. I survived uh, coming back. And uh, I don't know who's going to be at the fair next year. Um, but hopefully it doesn't rain a, a ton the days before and they don't fucking shut down 
all the roads around and really fuck up traffic like they did this year. I mean, that was the worst part. I mean, having all those tractor trailers and stuff parked along the public roads just totally fucked shit up. I mean, that was <clears throat> that was pretty crazy, man. Like, that completely destroyed the traffic in town. And uh, hopefully, I mean, just hopefully they run the shit better. <sighs> With that that in regard, I mean it. It definitely sucks to be a local the week of the fair and to live near the fairgrounds. Gotta say, you really gotta be careful on what time you leave your house and know like who the big acts are and like who's the ones that everybody wants to see. I think Nelly's like a tonight. Like they've got. Uh, <laughs> My friend John keeps calling him big and tasty, which uh, makes me think. Uh, I keep thinking that now because uh, Megan's like for said John kept referring to him as big and tasty, and like, oh man, big and rich is uh, I guess what they're really called. The ones that do the uh, save a horse, ride a cowboy, which you know a lot of the fair. I mean, uh, a lot of the people in this town love their country music, so I mean, it's a town and country fair. That's there's always going to be a, uh, a country act there. And uh, I imagine there's going to be a big showing out for Big and Rich. They're or, uh, big and tasty. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> I don't think it's going to be the size of Nelly, though. I mean, Nelly is... I mean, he's, he's a big act in general, but I mean... Uh, this close to St. Louis. He's from St. Louis. I mean, he's a he's a local boy. Local boy that uh, he's big around these parts. And I think there was even a lot of people that driving in from St. Louis to come see Nelly. And uh, <clears throat> so, like, it was pretty, pretty ridiculous. <laughs> I feel like he probably should have been a Saturday night act instead of a uh, Friday night. But uh, I think. I don't know how they they usually do that. I think the uh, I thought normally they do country acts on the Friday nights, but uh, <clears throat> anywho, um, <clears throat> so uh, so yeah, that uh, hopefully hopefully next year it's not so chaotic. Um, in in other news, I guess. Um, it was sad to see that uh, Paul Rubens, the the Pee Wee Herman, uh, passed away. As uh, he was seventy, I believe. And uh, I mean, yeah, I watched. I grew up with uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse. As uh, I was fairly young when that started in the eighties, and uh, <clears throat> I do remember watching that. And uh, I remember his arrest for I was nineteen ninety or ninety one. That he got arrested for jerking off in a, a pornographic theater, which is beyond absurd, if you ask me. That's uh, it's like arresting somebody for eating a Big Mac at McDonald's. Um, you know what the fuck else do you think people are gonna do at an adult movie theater? Um, he wasn't the only one arrested. There was like four people arrested at that movie theater for jerking off. And, like, uh, if you ask me, that seems like entrapment at the very least. 
because you know that people are, are going to be doing this. Is I wonder if it was a situation to where you know, there's a lot of speed traps in uh, towns and cities, usually like local or uh, smaller uh, towns. You get the uh, speed traps where they'll have it to where the speed limit drops suddenly and then they're probably sitting there and they, you know, they make a lot of revenue from these tickets. I almost feel like that's the sort of situation with this uh, pornographic theater. They probably like sat on this shit all the time. Like, you know what? Let's go arrest some people for masturbating. It's going to make us some more revenue. <coughs> uh, but uh, <coughs> anyway, yeah. Um, that uh, <laughs> uh that I mean that was just shitty because that really fucking hurt his career a lot. That uh, his show it was on CBS I guess the Pee Wee's Playhouse and that ended that, which I'm sure was a big revenue source for him. And like he did uh, voiceovers for uh, tours at like uh, Disneyland and shit, and that ended that. There was just a lot of stuff and. Uh, then it was crazy, too, because I remember as a kid just knowing him as Pee-wee, although my dad was really big into Cheech and Chong, and he was in several of the Cheech and Chong movies, so I also knew him from Cheech and Chong. <laughs> I knew he wasn't just Pee-wee Herman, um, which I f- feel like he might have even been Pee-wee in one of the Cheech and Chong movies. I could be wrong. Um, it's been decades since I've seen a Cheech and Chong movies. But I know he was in uh, more than one of them. And uh, the late great Phil Hartman, of course, was involved in uh, Pee-wee's Playhouse. Was, uh, uh, when they used to do a stage show, at least. I think he was on the actual show as well on the CBS. But I know he uh, did uh, live shows with him and stuff. And, uh, <clears throat> But, uh, I mean, yeah, Paul Rubens uh, did kind of come back after that. It was Well, well the point I was going to get to with it. As uh, Mulder's trying to fuck with shit. Hey, kitty. Knock it off. <laughs> Don't fuck up my book. <clears throat> Come here. Come here, buddy. Uh, anyway, um, seeing that image of him as Pee Wee, it was like that was all you really saw. And then all of a sudden he gets arrested for jerking off again at a pornographic theater. And then his. Uh, his mugshot appears, and it's just a complete contrast of because his Pee Wee, of course, he's got the he's like baby face because it's like shaved, like oh, he's like freshly shaved when you see him as Pee Wee, and he's got like a buzz cut. Then this uh, this mugshot comes out, and he's got long hair and uh, facial hair. <laughs> I mean, he looks like somebody that would be getting arrested for jerking off in public. I mean, that's. <laughs> it's good he didn't look like I think it's probably better he didn't look like Pee Wee in the mugshot cause that would be seem like more like ooh that's just what you know at least he didn't go to the theater in the Pee Wee suit and then just like pull out his his wee wee <laughs> he looked more like somebody that, that would have been in a movie theater jerking off uh, you know had he just been Pee Wee now you know after the, well, I mean, I guess at that point they had VHS porn at that point. 
in 90 or 91, whatever the fuck it was. I would imagine he probably uh, had a player. But, he, you know, he was, uh, you know, when he was in his youth um, growing up, I mean, he was probably used to being able to go to, like, porn theaters too, you know? And uh, that's what people do is to go, see, uh, which seems crazy to me now, to go, you know what, I'm going to go to a theater <laughs> with many other people. And we're all just going to jerk off watching this movie. That just seems, it just seems weird. Uh, I, you know, I have been with a, a girlfriend before at the movie theater, much like Alanis Morissette's You Ought to Know, <laughs> where she brings up the line where, uh, which I've been, I've been listening to some Jagged Little Pill. That's why <laughs> I bring this up. I don't even remember why. I was, oh, I know why I got back into Alanis because, she was with the Foo Fighters the uh, other day uh, performing a Sinead O'Connor song because another recently uh, passed performer. Anywho, I, uh, yeah, I, I not wanted to jerk off in the theater, but I, you know, had a, a hand job from uh, another individual in a, in a movie theater and fooled around and I think I was fingering her. I don't know. There was, we did, we kind of fooled around in the, in the theater. I don't think she blew me. <laughs> I don't remember her blowing me, but that, that's what happens in the uh, Lannis song, Our, <laughs> which is just a great line, um, which also reminds me of uh, when Shelley and I went and saw the uh, last film that Stanley Kubrick did, uh, Eyes Wide Shut. I'm pretty sure that's the last film of his that was put out. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, the Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman film, and uh, <clears throat> we <laughs> there was... There was a couple fairly near us that were uh, uh, the the lady was performing fellatio on on this gentleman, and it was like, oh hey, all right, and it was like a packed movie theater. <laughs> I can understand if like there's just not you know if you're gonna do that, you should probably go to a, a movie where there's not, just not that many people in the show. This was not that kid. I mean, it wasn't I guess completely packed. But there was quite a few people in this movie theater, and just bam. I don't know what the uh, situation was with Alanis. I'm going to guess it probably wasn't packed because, well, unless it wasn't in Canada, because before Jagged Little Pill, she was uh, she was a big pop star in Canada. Nobody really knew her in the States yet, but super big in Canada. And, you know... Apparently, <laughs> that song is about Dave Coulier, who is Uncle Joey from Full House. Apparently, he wronged her, uh, which he's never officially said. But uh, according to Dave Coulier, I mean, like, there's no disputing it. And uh, it was, of course, she was also known to have been seeing Ryan Reynolds around that same time. And I've. I don't know if Ryan Reynolds has said it, but apparently there's more people, more than one person that thinks that song's about them. But I, I'm willing to believe it's the Dave Coulier. And uh, the way he's talked about it and said a lot of stuff, lines in the album would suggest that uh, it would be about him. <laughs> and uh, But they, uh, they started seeing each other as... Uh, which VH1 behind the music they had a Lance documentary uh, years ago. I used to watch that shit religiously. That shit that show was great. And uh 
they did one on Alanis, and <laughs> I'm pretty sure Dave Coulier was in that too. And talking about being, you know, possibly like the the biggest breakup song ever. Uh, he was he was the uh, the bad guy in it, and uh, <clears throat> it's it, it is you know supremely uh, shall we say ironic, <laughs> don't you think? That uh, Uncle Joey of all people from uh, Full House would be would be the the monster from You Ought to Know. <laughs> As uh, I don't know a monster, but you know clearly he, I mean the way it sounds like he uh, he uh, left her for some other some other girl. And uh, <clears throat> you know it, that shit hurts. And uh, clearly, but his interviews with him, and he said, uh, listening to the album, he like he really felt like, oh, I really did hurt this girl, and that you know he legitimately felt bad about it, <clears throat> which is you know, which is good to hear. I you know I think he's probably not a horrible person, but it was. I mean, it's just funny that that song. <laughs> I I'm pretty certain it is Dave Coulier, even if it, I mean. Which just makes it the funniest thing ever. It was like this is the anthem for the brokenhearted, you know, that have been uh, cheated on and fucked over by their lover. That the one <laughs> who did that is uh, Uncle Joey. Because if you watch Full House, I mean, he's the most like wholesome, just kind-hearted character and everything. And to think that uh, like that is is uh, who uh, <laughs> penned so much anger. And uh, uh, according to Dave Coulier, they reconnected years later and stuff. And that uh, he he says she's you know a really sweet person and stuff. It should be noted. <laughs> and that uh, it doesn't seem like he's bothered too much. But I'm sure that you know he wasn't too excited about it once he realized because there was a interview not too long back about him uh, on the Jim Norton show. I think. Uh, on Sirius and where he was talking about it and what he talked about listening to that album for the first time and not realizing who it was that, uh, I guess he heard maybe you ought to know, I guess on the radio, not realizing, and then listening to the lyrics, like, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> and he's like, Oh fuck, this is, this is about me. <laughs> hold, hold on a second. <laughs> That would be a weird thing, man, to be someone that uh, a song was written about you in a real negative way, you know, where you uh like involved in a breakup. Because there's also two, uh, you know, r- relationships are difficult. <laughs> and uh, who knows what all went in between, you know, you unless you're one of the people in the relationship, you don't know all the facts. You don't know everything that's going on. Maybe there was stuff going on like both ways and like that people aren't perfect. And, uh, you know, the other, it's not like the other person on the other side of that can uh, have a say and be like, Oh, Hey, no, hold on. Here's my song about my part. (laughs) And this is how I got fucked over. It's, you know, if it's a hugely insanely popular song, I mean, that just becomes, 
basically the truth of it. I mean, that is, and uh, when no matter how much is factual, and who's to say it's, it's all about Dave Coulier? It could be a combination of multiple things. I mean, she's never said it's about like. Uh, I mean, uh, I guess she maybe said it's about like one individual, but artists oftenly when they're writing music, it's not necessarily supposed to be all like necessarily like true. I mean, she may not have been that hurt by the breakup. It just kind of like, maybe she was just feeling that day or something. And then like this, just fucking these lyrics worked. Often times people write songs that, uh, aren't about themselves either. And that's like from like a, you know, a made up character. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm getting to. <laughs> I've just been watching, listening to like I forgot how how many like good songs were on that album. That's, that's a good album, man. I do I do enjoy me some Alanis and uh, just uh, seeing her perform with Foo Fighters. Like uh, like ooh, I need to go back and listen to some uh, Jagged Little Pill. I did a little bit whenever uh, Taylor Hawkins passed away. Of course, he was uh, Alanis's drummer for a little while. And I think back then I it was a little over a year ago now. Um, I, I talked about Alanis a little bit then as, uh, <laughs> he, he became her drummer like, uh, right after Jagged Little Pill came out and he toured with her, I guess a couple years. And that's of course how Dave Grohl ended up meeting him and he became a member of the Foo Fighters. <laughs> so, uh, the Foo Fighters are big, uh, friends and, uh, fans of their, of, uh, Alanis as, and that's, that's of course why. She came out and performed with them uh, for uh, the Sinead song, uh, Mandinka. And uh, <clears throat> then uh, she was at the uh, Taylor Hawkins, well, at least one of the tribute concerts, and she did You Ought to Know with a good chunk of the Foo Fighters. And I think it was Chad Smith on drums, if I remember correctly, from the uh, Foo Fighters, who was, uh, you know, is... Uh, Will Ferrell's doppelganger, <laughs> just just like, uh, <clears throat> which Will Ferrell also plays the drums. Fun fact is uh, they uh, did a um, drum off on I want to say Jimmy Fallon. It was a uh, it might have been on the Tonight Show or it might have even been before he had the Tonight Show. Um, but they had a drum off because they're like, you know, they look alike. And I was like, I always thought that like the first time, like I saw Will Ferrell and, uh, it was like, uh, basically once I was aware of who Chad Smith and Will Ferrell were, <laughs> I was like, I always thought like, man, the chili peppers have like Will Ferrell on drums, even though I knew, I mean, I knew they were different people, but, uh, and, uh, yeah, um, so, uh, oh, yeah, I was going to get to, uh, I, yeah, I was never, like, a big Sinead of, uh, O'Connor fan. Um, I mean, I love all things Ireland, um, which she is from, uh, I believe, Dublin. Um, the song Nothing Compares to You is, uh, I mean, it's, uh, pretty entertaining, or pretty entertaining, I mean, it's, it's a good song, um, <laughs> I'm getting a little loopy here at the end. Uh, but, uh, like, it's it's a really good song. And uh, Chris Cornell did a, a great uh, 
acoustic version of it. He used to perform that a lot when he would do acoustic sets. And, uh, of course, Prince originally wrote that song. And I saw a thing after Sinead passed. Uh, she was on some uh, show with Pierce Morgan. <laughs> and they were talking about Prince writing that song. And apparently, um, Prince, like, uh, tried to beat the shit out of her. Like, she only met Prince once, and she had already recorded the song. Um, he recorded it for her, and apparently he wanted her to be one of his protégés, which, from my understanding, like, he happened a lot. This happened a lot. He tried to turn several women into which he did turn some of them into his protégé. There was, like, Sheena, Sheena Easton, was it, or she, and uh, there was like Sheila E. There was there was a bunch of them, and uh, I forgot all their names. Like there was, but he would always change. He would like this is this is your name. Prince was a weird dude, <laughs> and I know that uh, he tried to turn Gina or Sean, I guess, into one of his proteges. And he's like, you're gonna change your name to Gina, and she was like, uh, no, <laughs> no, thank you. Gina, mm, Gina. <laughs> Again, just a weird, weird dude. And uh, apparently, what happened uh, with Sinead is that uh, she, she said that. Uh, <laughs> Again, he wanted to turn her into one of his proteges, which she was not into. Um, which, if I mean, if you know anything about Sinead O'Connor, she was definitely. She would not go with what anybody wanted. I mean, she was her own. She she was not a sheep that was going to follow anybody. She was gonna go her own way, like a like Fleetwood Mac, you know, <laughs> go your own way. Anyway, um, <clears throat> and uh, when she went over, she went over to his house, and she went by herself. She what she said was a mistake. She's like, had I, you know been a little bit smarter about it. she should have brought somebody like some kind of security with her or something um had she known really much about uh prince and uh so she goes over there and he's like yeah you're gonna you know be my protege and everything and apparently what really she thinks really pissed him off is that her manager was prince's manager and uh they were in the suing each other and uh she was kind of, and uh she thinks he was pissed off at her over that <laughs> and uh which had nothing to do with her but uh he was he was not happy with that and uh <laughs> apparently he chased her like around a car and uh he was trying to punch her and like she was spitting at him <laughs> like spitting on him <laughs> which it sounds like comical, but you know, it, it sound like from what she said, like he put uh, a few different women in the hospital and uh, women that were supposed to be like his protege and stuff, and that he was could be quite the violent guy. And she said he was just on a, a fuck ton of drugs at the time, and uh, which I mean, he was just an odd dude, odd odd dude, um, and a little guy. You know, it's crazy to think you know just a, a small guy like that just uh, being so violent, and. Uh, <clears throat> But, uh, yeah, apparently um, there was <laughs> not a lot of love there between Sinead and Prince, which I never heard, like, the backstory of that before. 
um, I knew that Prince wrote that song, and he performed it, uh, I believe, live on several occasions. I mean, it's a good song. Um, but apparently, uh, it was uh, not a lot of love there between between the two. Whereas that would be the only incident where they they'd met, like they never talked again after that. Which I, you know, I would imagine if some guy tried to, you know, beat the shit out of you, <laughs> you'd be like, you know what, I and I don't, I don't think I need to converse with this fella anymore. I think that's a that's a no big deal. Even though you know, he did give her like the biggest hit of her career. As <laughs> uh, just that's a little interesting thing and I did uh, another thing I was unaware of um, that I had not heard before uh, musically with Sinead um, there was Shane McGowan uh, of the uh, the the legendary Irish like uh, punk band that uh, <clears throat> I, I I like a lot of their music um, but he is I would say the biggest drunk I've ever seen and uh, quite the character. He's written a lot of, you know, music I like. That being said, I don't think the guy's been sober ever. I think he was born drunk and man, <laughs> even like in his twenties, he had like the worst teeth. Like he lost a teeth like years ago and it's, uh, I don't know if it's just the part, I'm not sure what part of Ireland he's from. Maybe it, I think a lot of it probably has to do with his accent, but a lot of it also has to do with the fact that he's drunk 24 seven. it's just listen to interviews. It's fucking hard to know what the fuck he's saying. <laughs> and he's got this crazy little laugh, but, uh, him and Sinead did some music together and it was, uh, some pretty, the song I did hear cause I, I saw an interview with the two of them and they were talking and it was when he still had the just teeth and they just looked fucking horrendous. The guy, I mean, he had some money, you know, he could have afforded a dentist, <laughs> but, uh, I guess boo, when you have that kind of a booze habit, that's not a, not a big priority. Um, but he's a le- legendary drunk and it's insane to think that he's outlived Sinead, but, uh, the, yeah, they apparently did at least one album together and there's a song haunted, which I thought was, uh, pretty good between uh, the two of them. I, I want to say they did a full album, at least by listening to that interview. I didn't research it a whole lot, but I did find the one song they did together. <clears throat> and uh, I believe they did a song for uh, the Sid and Nancy movie. Or maybe just he did. <laughs> it might have just been him. I watched a few interviews with Shane McGowan earlier. <laughs> Which, I mean, it's quite sad to see it. Like, I mean, he's been a drunk that long and everything that uh you know i mean he's quite talented with music and then i think he was kicked out of the pogues like a couple of times like they got back together the guys something else that one um i think that's about all i got though is my voice is getting it's starting to get a little rough starting to get a little rough and i did a lot of talking last night too so my voice is it's feeling rough, and uh, I have yet to try the new season of uh, Call of Duty, which is uh, out this last Wednesday, and uh, I did some uh, <laughs> AFK uh, 
Warzone last weekend to blow through the battle pass because I was only like 55%. I managed to get through it, man. I should know before I, I get off here. I don't know if... I don't think this is probably still going to th- be a thing, but if you want to get through the battle pass real easy, uh, they had set up to where... Um, I didn't feel too bad about doing this because, uh, again, it's not screwing anybody that I'm playing against. There, If anything, I get some free kills. But I uh, I was doing the AFK stuff to where uh, the only ba- uh, mode of Call of Duty I could end up doing this on was uh, Vondel Lockdown. Um, if you take squad fill off, then they won't put you with the team because that would be really shitty. And I think people could have you booted if you're on their team and you're not doing anything. Um, <laughs> so you wouldn't be able to do it. But if you go the Vondel Quads Lockdown, I was doing that and uh, – I was taking the squad fill off and then there's the auto deploy parachute option in your settings that you take off to where you just immediately drop and then die. (laughs) You hit the ground without pulling your parachute and fucking die. And doing that, uh, I was able to, uh, keep my, keep the game going without actually having to really play and, uh, get through the battle pass. Cause it takes, roughly an hour because the battle pass to get those tokens it's about hours of gameplay it's not about uh kills or anything you can't really speed it up with that the only thing that really speeds it up is if they have double xp weekends or if you can get the uh double battle pass xp tokens which is hard to get i mean they sometimes do it for uh um the uh but but on the battle pass itself you can unlock um in like one or two of them and then uh if you buy certain uh like operator skins and stuff sometimes sometimes they'll have that in there it's very it's rare with that one <clears throat> then of course i mean if you really want to speed it up you can just pay <laughs> real money to unlock tiers on the battle pass and fuck all that. <laughs> I don't want to spend that much that that uh, that kind of money on the battle pass. Uh, I don't I don't know that the, you'll be able to do it now, but I the, I wouldn't have done it. But uh, like that last season was just insanely short. It was like half the the time of a normal season, and there was a holiday weekend in there where I wasn't able to play at all. So I was like, well, screw you. I'm just gonna. AFK this shit <laughs> and uh yeah anyway looking forward to seeing uh some different shit on Call of Duty tonight <laughs> and uh as always that is a kid in a wheelchair not a trash can